listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. And finally, the pinnacle reached by Kirby Smart and Georgia. And we got the right guy to talk about it, a college football expert. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where Georgia gets the monkey off their back, winning their first national title in 41 years. Alabama, the favorite going into next year, and Joe Judge fired by the Giants. What is the Vegas lead? You know what's wild? It just hit me. I can remember the Sports Illustrated when Georgia won it. I mean, that was with Herschel Walker, right? That is. And Vince Dooley was the coach. Did you know that? I I did not. That happened the year I was born. Exactly. (laughs) So I was 10. So that's where that little bit of advantage comes in. Um, It is going to be Georgia. But I want to be specific with this. We'll talk about a couple different things. But what I want to talk about is what does this mean to college football? Because what I know is – that on one hand, you could say it's Giants playing Giants. You know, no Davids here. It's Goliath against Goliath. But you could also make the case, hey, it's fresh blood. How do you look at it, really, and, and what this means for, I guess, some kind of parity uh, with the Nick Saban domination? Well, let's set up the game. 33-18, Georgia wins and covers his three-point favorites. Uh, I'm, I, I think this is as close as you're going to get for some time to new blood. There's a lot of people who don't consider any of the top tier of the SEC new blood. But p- for people who complain well, I mean, about— if they haven't won a national title in 40 years, how can it be new blood? Uh, you're right. But they are always one of the teams that's there. And it, I think if you're saying, I'm tired of the same old teams winning, then you have to be a fan of this Georgia team winning, even though it feels like another— Another blue chip program, a team that gets the best players winning another championship, which is frustrating to a lot well, of fans. Who's going to win championships? Who's going to win championships? That's the, teams the question. That get the bad players? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But there are people who are just tired of seeing. Oh, the, the, if you've got the best recruits, you win the championship. Uh, but I, I think that someone other than Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State winning is a good thing for college football. I mean, I think Ohio State would have been pretty good, too. But okay, I hear you. <laughs> That's A.J. Hoffman speaking for the gra- a graduate of Tennessee State University. Was that it? Tennessee State? Nope, that is, that is a fa- uh, no, that's not a fake university, but I never went to Tennessee State. What was the name of the school you went to? Belmont University. And where was it at? In Nashville. Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee State. In the state of Tennessee, yes. Okay, right. okay. Actually, you know what? The, okay, I, I, I shouldn't have that. argued with you. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the national title count there? Uh, they, they do not have a football team. Undefeated <laughs> in, in college football. You were the best football player on campus, probably. 
I don't know about that, but I, you know what? No, I wasn't. I, I can mean, almost, did you win the intramural championship? I did not win any intramural championships there. <laughs> okay, so let's let's not bash Ohio State now. But moving on <laughs> from that, to me, the given is going to be there's going to be this group of. Um, they have the it's possible the possibles maybe and that's not great but something that's saying listen you're going to have a certain minimum requirement when it comes to your ability to recruit and if you can be in the top dozen maybe things can fall your way if you're like team 8 through 12 and once every like Oregon you could make the case the first time they were in the national title game, I think they played twice, lost to Ohio State the second time, is they weren't necessarily a top eight recruiting school at that point, right? But you had Chip Kelly, you had an innovative offense, you had a nice, you know, easier road in the Pac-12, and lo and behold, or the 10 at the time, I guess, and lo and behold, you were in the national title game and you could have won. In fact, if I recall that same year, that was against Cam Newton, right? And and if I recall correctly, an Auburn team that really probably wasn't a top, top, top recruited team except for one guy. So, I mean, it feels like if you're in the second tier, you can still be competitive if you have one superstar or if you have a super innovative offense, maybe – is that how you see it? And we just haven't seen that recently? Or has there been just a fundamental change in the last even five or six years that a, a school like Oregon back then wouldn't make it now? Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the, the way to look at it. If you if you had some sort and, and really if you had a unique player, you could make something happen. I think that's your, what you're talking about with Auburn is they had a special player that kind of overcame everything else. And do you think that that can still happen? I do. All right. So really what we're saying is there's going to be like seven or eight schools that are competitive every year because they recruit that well. And then there might be another 10 that if they got lucky that year, they could be the ninth and 10th team to maybe compete. But you're going to get lucky like that only every once in a while because you got to hit on a home run recruit, a Heisman type, or maybe have a super innovative coach. And otherwise, it's going to be that same club every year. Yes. And even within that club, there's tiers, right? Because Notre Dame was in that club. Oklahoma's in the club. Yeah, those teams aren't winning it. They're getting but there, they but they're see, not and winning And they're not even close to winning it. No. Right? I mean, you look at a team that even loses the title game by 10, you could say, hey, they're in it. But when you lose by 30 in the semis, it could be a fluke or it could be you're just not in that tier. Right, Cincinnati deserved to be in the Final Four, but they weren't competitive to actually win a title. Yes. All right. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Georgia feels like the kind of team, though, with the recruiting that they do, that could be in the mix every single year. The problem is, how many years are there going to be two teams from the same conference that make the playoff with this four-team setup? And this year was one of the years that the two teams did. Well, it seems like that, the SEC has two teams every year. Mm-mm. I mean, the I, last the, couple... They're the only conference that can get to, certainly. Okay. So, but what I'm saying is, it seems like it's. Uh, if we had a bet over under number of SEC teams in the title or the Final Four next year, next It'd year. It'd be one and a half. <laughs> exactly. So, what you're saying is about a 50% chance there's going to be one and a 50% chance there's going to be two. Yes. I think that's about right, to be honest. I, you give me even money on two next year, I'm not going to rush to bet it, but I'm not going to rush to bet the no. 
I think that's about yeah. right. Yeah, and especially when you look at the the odds saying that Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams going into next year as well. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit and run down the title odds and the order I think is surprising. It's the usual suspects, but the order is surprising. Now let's finish up with the future of college football and then we'll look at the game a little more closely. Cause I think it was inspiring in a different way, right? Is there might've been Goliaths as the teams, but there was a David out there at quarterback. You could make the case to extend the analogy, perhaps a little too much, but if his name was David, it really worked. But <laughs> you can't have everything. If we the, here's the question, and we prep this, so you got your list. If I said the next five years you're going to win a national title, every time a team that you pick wins a national title, so if you had Georgia this year, you would win ten thousand dollars free roll. So it's like Ooh. this is a free roll. So if you were drafting these teams, you're going to pick first the team you think it's going to win the most national titles in the next five years, second, the second most, et cetera. Go through your top five, and let's go from number one. Number one's Alabama. All right, so even they lost, even though Nick Saban's 70, or, or I think he's exactly 70, um, you think between his 71st and 75th year, he's the favorite to win the most national titles. I think so. He's bringing back just based on, especially based on what he's got coming back next year. He's got the uh, the, the Heisman Trophy winner returning. Uh, he's got the best defensive player, one of the best defensive players in college football returning. He's built to to keep this thing rolling. Okay, how many years out? We didn't prep this, so get ready. How many years out would this bet have to be before you took someone other than Alabama? Would you take Alabama at six years, seven years, eight years? At what point do you take someone else, and who is that? team that's tough because these guys like I, I, I don't ask easy questions buddy yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I mean as soon as Nick Saban retires the whole equation ends exactly uh, so I, I mean in that and in that circumstance I would probably say if, if we go seven years I probably switch my attention a little bit to to one of these teams that has a, a younger coach and who would that team be AJ it would be Georgia. Okay. So Georgia is your number two in the five years, and you're saying the horizon would be about seven. You're thinking, yeah, because Saban probably isn't coaching at 77, though you never know. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We've got the national title odds for next year. A lot of people might say it's too soon. I say Nope. But be careful. <laughs> be careful because whenever you make bets like this, they're holding your money for you know about a year. So, yeah, if you see juicy, juicy, juicy odds that you love, you don't think they're going to be there, grab them. But the bar, the threshold to bet a bet that's going to get returned to you if you win that day is much lower than a bet that's going to be returned in a month versus six months versus a year Etc. You know, I got some bets outstanding about living to 80. You know, I feel good that I'm going to collect, but it's going to be a while. <laughs> and if I don't, you know what? I don't. I won't really care. Not right? your problem. I, ignorance is bliss, they say. <laughs> Let my estate worry about it. We are straight <laughs> out of Vegas, Mackenzie. Give us and let's go one team at a time with the favorite next year. The favorite to win next year's national championship is Alabama at plus 325. All right, so 100 wins you 325. They lose this year. No one cares. They're the favorite. Number two. Georgia, plus 350. So just a smidge behind them. 
Georgia at Ohio two. State. Oh, go Ohio ahead. Ohio State is seven to one. All right. I think they should be more towards six to one, but okay. The third favorite, but it is interesting. You're getting more than double the payout. Yep. With Ohio State versus the Big Two, and then number four, Clemson, ten to one. Ooh, okay, nice drop there. And finally, number five, tied at five is Oklahoma and Texas A&M. Big drop off, twenty-five to one. Wow, where's where's AJ's USC? Tied for tenth, forty to one. AJ, you you should be gobbling that up. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to happen in one year from where USC uh, was last season. You only got five, buddy. I only got five. I only got five. All right. So, was Michigan – where would you put Michigan? Uh, I mean, they forget are, the smelliness and no. all. Yeah, they're seventh. <laughs> they're right behind A&M and Oklahoma at 30 no, I'm saying, one. where do you put Michigan on your kind of next five years? Oh, uh, well, think about, think about yeah, I, that. I'm going to give an amazing stat that really reinforces what uh, uh, Kirby Smart accomplished here. Is the prior 26 times that Nick Saban had coached against his assistants, he won the game 25. 25 and 1. And now Kirby, in the biggest stage of them all, wins. What an accomplishment. And in a weird way, you could almost think he'll never have a moment, a day, a night like he had where he spent his, you know, how long has it been that his goal has been to beat Nick Saban and in the national championship to like supplant the student, supplanting the teacher kind of thing. And it's had, I mean, I can't imagine that any career goal has even come close to that. And you only get you get to achieve, if you're lucky you get to achieve that once, and to me it's I'm not a Georgia fan at the school, but I mean you got to appreciate that. And in a way, he was the underdog in that game. There was another thing that came in, or that went against history. This one went with history. When you have a team or teams that rematch in the bowls, rematch. So they played some point during the regular season, including potentially the conference championship, but then they rematch in the bowls. It had been, uh, it is now seven straight games that the team that lost the first game wins the second game. Now that's amazing. And this, be clear, this doesn't count if it's regular season and then conference championship. That is not considered a bowl rematch. This is in the bowls is the second one. The first one can be any time prior, conference championship or regular season. And obviously Georgia lost the first time, won the second time. We're straight out of Vegas. So where do you, what do you think of Michigan and the whole Harbaugh? He might be leaving, might be staying. I, th- I think if I finished my list off, they'd probably be around 10th. Mm, uh, that seems b- high. Behind, it might be. <laughs> but behind LSU, behind Notre Dame, behind Oregon, and, and behind Oklahoma. All right. We are straight out of Vegas. That's A.J. Hoffman. A.J., you had an interesting take. Again, back to the David Goliath, but they're two Goliaths. But maybe Kirby was a David in a way. But you said there was another David out there. Yeah, Stetson Bennett. I mean, this is an incredible story. A guy who was a walk-on at Georgia 
And JT Daniels, who started the season as the quarterback for Georgia, a five-star kid uh, who everyone fought over, and Georgia got him. And for him to be on the sideline, and if you said, if you said, well, at halftime of the championship game, you've got six points on the board against a team that blew you out and made Stetson Bennett look really bad in the SEC championship game, no one would have blamed Kirby Smart for pulling the trigger and making a switch at halftime uh, to JT Daniels. And he's stuck with Stetson Bennett. It. And not only does he win a championship, but it also gives us the story of this walk-on quarterback winning a national championship, which is just an incredible thing. No doubt. And when he's selling used cars later, he'll be able to tell that story. <laughs> That's what I tweeted last night. I said he's going to be one of the most successful real estate agents in Georgia in about five years. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Give your, give your Twitter account, because that was clever. It's at AJ is the real. Boy, that wasn't real smart. AJ is the Real. That's the one. Are you trying to make it hard for people to find it? No. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's, it's to avoid the fakes. That's all, RJ. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people trying to be AJ Hoffman, baby. All right, here's what we're going to do I'm going to tell you, I've been saving this because I'm a Nick Saban guy. I like greatness. I respect the win by Georgia. But man, even after the loss, There's a stat, if you look at how Nick Saban's done from the age of 60 onward, compared to all the other Hall of Fame coaches, it's going to stun you. First, though, let's see what's trending. I'm going to do that first. got to tell you, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a look at the New York Giants moving on from Joe Judge. Did it come as a surprise to you, RJ? Yes, but it felt like it was warranted. And I think this proves something very much is the case that's new. That's new. The sense of public opinion is very powerful. Think back last year, the Eagles. Peterson, coach, had just won a Super Bowl not that long ago. They didn't play, you know, in theory, they had horrible injury luck for multiple years. And they still had times where they won divisions. Now, not great divisions, but I mean, I don't think a head coach that soon after a Super Bowl with that decent of a performance since, not great, but decent, has ever been fired. And I'm not sure that Peterson would have been fired. In fact, I don't think he would have if it weren't for the debacle of the last Sunday night football game when they pretty much threw the game, it looked like, or at least their emphasis wasn't on winning. (laughs) And to put Sutfield in there, uh, when you were trying to get a look at Jalen Hurts, it really was inexplicable. It, It was hard to defend. Do you remember what your opinion was at the time, AJ, on that? 
it almost felt like they just they were purposely giving the way a game, which I, I didn't understand at the time. Well, you didn't understand. They were eliminated from the playoffs. It was the last game of the year, and right, they got it, the sixth pick instead of the ninth pick because they lost. But as you've said this this year especially, like teams, that seems not to typically be the priority for teams. And when it is the priority, when quote-unquote tanking, and I don't love that word, but let's just say selective effort around the draft is – it, usually it's when you have a coach that has security, a coach that he walks in, they shut the doors, they turn off the cell phones, they sweep for bugs, and they have a real conversation <laughs> in the cone of silence even. And they have a real conversation. And usually that conversation is, hey, I wouldn't mind so much if kind of thing, like the mob would talk. And when would a head coach do that? When he thinks he has – the buy-in of the owner to the degree that the loss won't matter. Yeah, it'll go in his record, but the theory is he's going to win more games because of the improvement of the draft choices, and he's going to be there for years to come to reap the benefits. And I don't think Peterson does that without the checkoff of the GM. How could he? It would be insane. To what end? Because it was going to cause trouble regardless, So you, but if you are strong – with the owner, it doesn't matter. They would have forgotten it by the season. But, in fact, people forgot it now. But Peterson's out of a job. Why? Because he was the face of that decision. And I think he was borderline in trouble anyway. And all the uproar about it made him say, you know what? Let's just do this now. To me, I heard serious people speculate, AJ, that Judge was probably throwing the, not throwing these games, but the effort wasn't there. That if you look at what happened since Jones got hurt, it doesn't look like they're trying. And you can make the case that that fourth down and what was that, uh, third and whatever, they did a qu- quarterback third sneak? And f- third and five, I think, they did a quarterback sneak from inside their own 10. I mean, the kind of stuff you just never see. And play calling is the way you would hurt your chance to win. The players you play and the play calling, because the players are going to play hard. Right. So my thought was, boy, that's proof that he is secure. And you know what? Maybe it was. They, maybe they did give him the nod. And say it's okay. But I'll tell you this, once the uproar started, he's gone. It feels like that there's no way they announce he's or, or let out that he's okay, he's safe, and then him be fired unless it was all about public perception and, quite frankly, Twitter, Facebook, New York Talk Radio. What do you think? Is it possible that maybe they they felt like they took a, a gamble with a guy who'd never been anything more than a special teams coordinator? Well, then why the would, why be would they— why would they have let out, you know, they released the fact that he was safe? I mean, those reports didn't come from nowhere. No, you're right. Right? I mean, and they, they changed their mind, I think, only public perception. We got a little business. Yeah, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Now, I want to tell you, AJ, if I ever have to fire you, I don't expect to have to, but if I do, I'm going to give you a chance to retire. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I mean, Is that so, so you don't have to pay me unemployment? Well, it's gonna, no, no, that's only secondary. It's going to be like Gettleman. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. That's very generous of you. Straight out of Vegas!